Okay, this is our last uh, Thursday night ministry meeting. But there's much more. All right. <laughs> uh, we've had a great year. Uh, I think it might be, I think it is. Neil, I think you might agree, our best year in 41 years on the campus. That's saying a lot. Amen. That's twice your age. Yeah. <laughs> I've been hanging around this place. And this year is probably the best. Now, why would that be? Why would we feel some of us have been around a while think this, this is such a tremendous year? We lit up the tower more times orange or something like that? No. What? Why would this be a great year spiritually? Okay, I'll give you a hint. If you're a freshman, why don't you stand up? If you're a freshman, why don't you stand up? Wow, look at the guys, man. Good job, guys. We got a lot more girls. They, they're not here tonight. But Okay, this is the reason. Okay, y'all can sit down. Well, I'm saying what I'm saying. In addition to these, there's uh, quite a few more. And why don't you stand up if you were in the internship last summer. You helped us out. You're a student, and you helped us out during last summer, part-time, full-time, anytime. Okay. All right. See, all these had a great experience with us last summer on this campus sharing the Lord. Amen. And I think they would testify, young sit down as they have, that it was probably their best summer. I heard that from a number of them. So they had their best summer coming in to this academic year. And as a result of their giving themselves to the Lord, then these freshmen, a lot of these freshmen, how about the freshmen uh, Stand up again. I forgot to ask you a question. Stand up again. Sorry. Jed, I'm interrupting your dinner. You just keep eating. That's great. Okay, now raise your hand if we met you in the summer. If we met you in the summer. Just this one over here. Met you in the summer. Okay, one, two, three, four, five. Last summer. Last summer. Okay, you can sit down. Thank you. So we have a good number that we met last summer that are still remaining with the Lord. So the Lord's brought us through our best year in uh, many ways. Those are the two main ways. Uh, and now we're rounding out a, a year. It was about this time last year that we were getting ready for the summer. And we planned a lot. We fellowshiped a lot. And we felt like the Lord advanced in us. And here we are again, one year later. But this time we've gained a good number of freshmen who will be joining us for this next cycle. So it's kind of like we're completing a cycle. Right? So we're here at the end, the last Thursday night meeting. Uh, last Thursday, who was here last Thursday? Who can remember the topic last Thursday? Anxieties. Now that's pretty fitting, isn't it? I'm sure none of you have any anxiety about ending the school year, 
right? Just very peaceful, no, no thoughts like, you know, am I gonna get that A, am I get that 4-0? Hope, hope that's over, right? Yeah, it okay, is. it's over. Uh, actually, this one student I knew was trying to maintain a 4-0 and they were so eaten up by anxiety that they were gonna miss that one little slip up and they would lose their 4-0 that they're just eating them up, eating them up. I felt so sorry for them. I was so happy when they made their first B. <laughs> then they could just relax. So, we're here trying to minister to you last week about what you're facing this week and next week. So tonight we want to just extend that a little bit further. I'm sure all of you will do great in your finals because you will take them with the Lord. And that grade that the Lord wants you to have is the, the grade you'll get if you're praying to him, you're calling on him. It'll be just perfect because it'll be just what he wants. That doesn't mean you shouldn't study. Don't be foolish that way. You study the amount of studying you need to study according to the Lord's leading. And then you take your test in Christ. Sometimes the students even, they'll take their, their, their writing. Y'all still use these... Do you take your test with iPhones now? Or y'all still have these? <laughs> this is a mechanical pencil. I don't know if y'all still use these. You, you might be writing and uh, it's just the middle of the test. You might just put your pencil down and go, you can't just say this out loud, but just inwardly, Lord Jesus, I love you so much. And right now, I just want to tell you I love you. And thank you, Lord. And then you just pick your pen up and just keep going. Probably not to your students experience the Lord that way. One sister came in the, the club because after a big final, might have been a final, maybe a test, she was getting a Coke at a Coke machine and someone walked up to her and said, ask her how she's doing. She said, I'm doing great. I just took my test with Jesus. I just took my test with Jesus. And that rang and that now she's a sister, the one that heard that, that just worked in her and worked in her until she had to find that student again. She didn't know where she lived. I think she might have had the dorm. She had the dorm, but she had no idea. So she went room by room to find that person that told her that she took her test with Jesus. And she found her. And she said, what did you mean by that? I've never heard somebody say, I took my test with Jesus. And the sister overflowed, and that sister just came right into the club and in the rich church line. So even you may have some experience like that. If you take your test with Jesus, he may even use you to still touch someone's heart and someone's life. So tonight we want to go a little bit further past the exam period. You all will do fine, and you'll get the grades you need to get uh, to lead you on the pathway you need to be led. So you'll do fine. But then we come into another period. So that cycle ends. You come, you came in as a freshman maybe or upper class. You finish your finals. That last final is over. I know what it feels like. I know what my, my very last final that I took. So I know that feeling and you just have Freedom! The summer's here. All right. I've been working hard for this. I'm exhausted. I'm spent. The summer's ahead of me. 
Yeah, here we go. <laughs> Summertime. And uh, it's great. We need a break. I'm glad there's summers. You know why we have summer vacations, actually? Why those three months, those particular three months are designated for a break, summer? Anybody know why the background of that? What? Work in the fields? Yeah, we used to be a rural community, large families, not these big machines. We needed all, all the kids needed to have their hands on the farm, so they let them out of school so they could go to work. Think about that, Jared. School's over. Well, you've been working on the farm while you're in school, you know, up at five, milking the cows, etc. But now school's out, so you can be full time on the farm. All summer out in the sun. Those were the days. That's what it was all about. But our society's obviously changed. And anybody going to do farming this summer? Not a one. So what are you going to do with your time? What is your summer going to be like? So that's what we like to talk about. I'm sure you got some kind of plans, and it's, it's good to have summer plans. You shouldn't view the summer as just a kickback time, because that could be quite dangerous. So what we like to do is fellowship a little bit tonight, and we're going to take the basis of our fellowship from a, a little section in a brother named Andrew Murray. It's a brother who lived many years ago and had a very sweet inner life with the Lord, very advanced in the Christian life and sharing his experiences and also speaking to us as students and talking to us about uh, holidays, time off. And so if you look to the outline, first page there, it talks about, uh, well, let's read the title together. And the, the verse? So look, therefore, carefully how you walk. Not as unwise, a lot of walking unwise, but as wise, how do we walk wise? Next verse tells us, redeeming the time. Redeeming the time, not letting it get away from us. Redeeming the time, because these are good days. The days are great days. What does it say about these days? They're evil days. Of course, the verses that surround these verses are very good, too, knowing the will of God, which we have to have some vision and revelation. I think a lot of you have picked up over the semesters uh, a vision, a revelation of what God is doing, what his interest is. So we have to have a vision. If we're going to be governed, how to spend our time, we want to know what God's will is, and so we can spend our time and walk. Walk. So this summer, you're going to be walking. All of us will be walking this summer. You'll be walking through May, into May, June. You'll be walking through July. You'll be walking through August. Will that walk be wise or will it be unwise? Well, it depends on how you spend your time. It's all about how you spend your time. So uh, Norman number one mentions, oh, let's read the title. Keep the feast. Yeah, okay, and that's based on a verse. We should know this verse from Corinthians because we've been Exodus all semester, and this is a key phrase in the Bible, keep the feast based on Exodus, 
of, of God's people coming out of Egypt so they could hold a feast unto Jehovah. And in Corinthians here, it's uh, not a very good situation. Actually, there's some immorality going on here, an evil brother. And Paul is reminding them that you were called out of that. You were called to keep a feast, not with leavened bread, but unleavened, which means sinful. I think we covered that this semester. So let's read the verse. Go. 1 Corinthians 5, 8. So then, let us keep the feast. Good. Let us keep the feast. Let's all read that first phrase. Down the, down the comma. So then, let us keep the feast. Okay, this side of the room. Let's read that part. So then, let us keep the feast. Over here. So then, let us keep the feast. What are we going to do this summer? So then, yeah, keep the feast. So this note's real good, too. How about we um, have the guys over here read this note? 8 1. Go. sentence the entire Christian life including summers should be a feast and then to the contrast in Luke uh, 12 20 39 let's have the sisters over here read this one go Yeah, this is referring to the Lord's coming and house person, householder conduct. So if we'd known when the Lord was coming, we would have taken care of our human living properly. Uh, but in this case, uh, not so. And then Jeremiah mentions people that have committed two evils. So let's all read this one together, those two verses. Go. So the forsaking me, what are the two evils there? Can you figure out the two evils Jeremiah's telling us about? Jeremiah loved the Lord, he ate the word, he's really dear brother. And what's he cautioning us about here? Two evils. What would you say the first evil is? Forsaking, forsaking me. Forsaking me. Okay, that's good. Me, the fountain of living waters. Okay, and then what would you say the second evil is? To hewn out for themselves cisterns, broken cisterns, yeah. which hold no water, no agua. So we think that when we hewn out, I can't remember the, there's a good rich meaning here in the word hewn. Can you, anybody remember what it is? I can't pull it up. It's a, good, it's a good, rich meaning, but anyway. To hewn out cisterns, those are 
containers. And actually they are not whole containers, they get broken. So we think that's gonna hold water, but it holds no water. So the satisfaction that you're looking for and hewing out that particular cistern that's gonna hold the water that you're gonna be satisfied with that you can drink out of, guess what happens? Brian, it holds no water. So you go to get the water out of that cistern and <coughs> point, what do you love most? This is a hymn that's got a great line in it, two lines. Let's read this together. It's back in the 1620s. Wow. Let's read this one. Whatever, Whatever thou lovest man, thy too become thou must. God in thou lovest God, thus in thou lovest us. It's a great little phrase, isn't it? It's very deep in meaning thou, whatever thou lovest, man, Hey man, whatever thou lovest, that too become thou must. You become what you love, man. Whatever you lovest, you becomest. God, if you lovest God, so God, if you lovest God, wow. And and put out some dust here. I don't have any dust on me. Well, dust, if you love the dust, which represents what? What would you say dust? I mean, it, it's metaphoric, right? It's not, yeah. uh, you don't, see so your name's Robert? Yeah. Robert, you don't, you would never love the dust. I mean, no, it's kind of weird. It's <laughs> weird. <laughs> well, it rhymes with must. You love us dust. And what does dust represent? Earth. Huh? Earth. Earth. What's man made out of? Dust of the ground. So it represents the things man's going for, man's things, yeah. things of the earth. If you love them, you become them. And so it comes in a lot of colors, varieties, glitter, gold. But as we're loving that, then we're becoming that, according to this writer. Okay, let's keep going here. So it says you love most. I mean, I, we have levels of love, obviously, and something's got to be at the top. So what would you want at the top of your love list? God. Why wouldn't we love God the most? I mean, he's awesome. Brian, we're talking about God. <laughs> what an awesome God. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so going on to three, the point here is um, the danger in the summer is the loss of... What? Why don't you read it? The loss of discipline ideals. 
So underline vacation time. So here's Andrew Murray's thoughts about two things that cause a Christian to go backward. Here, where are you? Come on, Jared. Jared's a, a history major. We met you about a year ago. Did we meet you in the summer? You did. You did? Yes. So ever since we met Jared, Jared's been going up. Met him, and then he, he took a little step up. Yeah. Took a little step up, right, yeah. spiritually. And then let's see if we can go backward here. Took another. He just kept going up. He was uh, probably studied harder than you did in high school. A little bit. A little yeah. bit. <laughs> Uh, probably had to be a little more disciplined in your studies and uh, what's this called? Loss of discipline discipline ideas. You know, you gotta you're in a kind of routine, right? And yeah. so he gets a little bit more uh, what should we say? What's a good word? What's going on here? Uh, maybe his characters shaping, he's learning to work, he's learning to manage time management. He's also spiritually advancing. Yeah. Would you say? Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I don't know the pre-UT Jared, but I know the almost post-freshman Jared. And I would say this guy has made some steps up. <laughs> Oh, oh, yeah. Might as well go up. Might as well go all the way. Is there another one? There's yeah. one more. All the way up. And going up a little more. Come on, I'm not going to go up there with you, but keep okay. going. I'll hold it for you. He just kept going up. One more. Are you, are you stable? Yes. Okay. You okay? Oh, yeah. All right, okay. <laughs> so Jared has... I'll be back a little later. Jared has come from a year ago here, and he has steadily gone up, 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 up. Yeah, there could be a little of this and maybe a little of this, but there's this, definitely. Right? In many ways, this young man, now 19? 18. 18, still 18. When's your birthday? Uh, Coming up. Still an 18-year-old. He came into UT as a 17-year-old. Good job. Okay, so if you can see this little diagram here, fall, did great, good beginning fall, spring, so now he's right here. He is at the height of what UT's been able to discipline him with, what the brothers, the amount of Christ he's received, he's right here. And there's a danger, like this chart shows, and Andrew Murray's going to talk to us about in the, the reading, that during the summertime, 
he would start to go what? Down. So instead of staying where you are, or even going higher, let's see, is there anything higher? <laughs> Go that way. All right, gotcha. started. Oh, Jared, brother, don't do this. All that the Lord's progressed, all he's learned would just, like the cistern, thank you, that holds no water, there'd be nothing left from all this. We just, so much the Lord did. And then the summer can just wipe it out. So we say hi to Jared, and uh, we don't see him all summer. He doesn't exercise. He doesn't have boring time with the Lord. Doesn't read his Bible. Doesn't contact the brothers. Just <laughs> and we see Jared in August. Hey, brother Jared. <laughs> So we'd be very sad. So would the Lord. So the two ways this might happen is A, the sudden relaxation of regular habits. Brother Jared, do you have a habit of touching the Lord in the mornings? A habit? That means you do it almost daily or daily? Almost daily. Almost daily. It's good enough. It'll get better. You're just working on the habit. So a sudden relaxation of regular habits. So just let that go. Don't do that. But if you were to do that, and then let's read B together. The So this thought is planted in our mind. Yahoo! free from files, I'm free from UT, I'm free from my parents, yee freedom at last. And that thought, that perfect freedom to do as what I want to do, it's my time to do what I want to do, means perfect happiness, I'm going to be perfectly happy, that thought right there, that thought, it's my time, now I'm going to get to do what I really want to do, I'm going to be happy. That's the thought we're talking about. That thought causes many young students to go from here, back, 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 slide. Ah. See the little diagram there? Fall, spring, it's been going up, 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 now, some, Okay, so practical helps. Uh, a, let's read A. 
few basics. Uh, contact means attending meetings or it's just touching the body of Christ. Yeah. So you have to be in the Word, morning revival. There's others you could add. I just pulled out three that are, are very important. And then B, uh, this is kind of our thinking. Let's all read B together. Do not think of asking for a holiday One, sisters, go. The special time it gives you to study beyond your ordinary Bible study course. Yeah, you got extra time for what? To really dive in. Jared, just take that drill out. You know, you only had 30 minutes, 20 minutes during school, but now get down into the word, brother. You will just be flowing and growing. And then, brothers, read two. This special opportunity of more fellowship with the Father and the Son. More fellowship, special opportunity. Yeah. And then C is also, instead of holidays becoming a snare, so convert them to make them a blessing time. So let's read those all together. One, two, three. For victory over self and the world, of increasing grace and strength, of being blessed and made a blessing. Yeah, so instead of holidays becoming the downslide, reverse that and keep growing, right? Okay, so uh, we're going to look at a couple practical things real quick. Uh, the reading on the back, you're going to group up here in just a few minutes and get maybe 10 minutes to read that. We got uh, a longer announcement here at the end of the meeting, so I've got to keep moving. So we talked about reading the Word. You should all know about this schedule. It's a New Testament reading schedule. It's about one chapter a day maybe five, six, seven minutes. I mean, it is a minimal. It is, if this is all you can do, that's fine, do it, but I hope you can do more. But you have to have a habit. So here's a schedule that most of us are on. That way, if you call one of your buds and you want to talk about something concerning the Lord, you all would have been in the same chapter. I read every morning with one of the students. Oh, it's so good. John 10. What, what are we on today? John 10. Okay, hope you did your Bible reading. If you have it, you got five hours before the day's out. And on the back of that, there's some tips about having a companion. The first thing, we all know that accountability helps us do what we need to do. So it's good to have a partner, not only for enjoyment, increasing enjoyment, but to check with them, to encourage them, to run together, to read together. So I want you right now to write down on that list right there, if you don't have a writing utensil, raise your hand. Human will pass out a little pencil for you. If you can't, you don't have something to write with, raise your hand up because you're going to write something else. So I need you to have a writing utensil. A couple of brothers can help out. I want you to write down on this sheet. If they're not your companion now to read the Bible, and if you don't have one and you like the person sitting next to you, just ask them, hey, would you be my companion? And write their name down, write somebody's name down.
Okay, that doesn't mean that you're gonna physically get together and read. It doesn't even mean you're gonna read over the phone together. That might happen, but y'all are reading through together. So you're checking with one another, you're texting a little verse here. It's a great way to use those iPhones, iPads, whatever the I is. So you got the companions there, and it's a few practical tips. If you get lost or you don't, you know, this is some very experienced brothers about how to keep this rolling. Okay, and the next one we have is a, what's called a meal plan. Who can explain the meal plan to us in a few minutes? How about Connor? Where are you, Connor? And Josh. Yes. Give us a rundown on the meal plan. Come forward. How many are on the meal plan? Uh, about a third, a quarter over here, about a fifth over here. So y'all need to hear about the meal plan. Yes. Come on. Okay. I mean, come on. It's time to get on the, the bandwagon here. Jump on the food, the meal the food, food wagon. So what is the meal plan and why do we need it? Yeah. yeah. So point A, under, actually, uh, okay, let's see. Hello? Is it willing? This, uh, okay. Okay. Gotcha. So, um, under point four on the page, or I guess on the page that Tim was reading off of before, the first thing was having a morning watch with the Lord. Um, you know, when you wake up day to day, you may wake up. You know, well. <laughs> Like most of us, unhappy, you don't want to wake up, um, you feel maybe angry, uh, dry, so on and so forth, just kind of in a dead situation. Um, and we, we read, or we talked about earlier that dust indicated de uh, death, the earth, so on and so forth. There's a verse in the Bible that says in, um, in Psalms 119.25, my soul clings to the dust, enliven me according to your word. Amen. So we need to be enlivened according to his word. So next question question is, how can we be enlivened by this, according to this word, and how can this word get into us? And uh, one way we see this is in Jeremiah 15, 16, it's at the top of your page, you, your words were found and I ate them. Yeah. So we can practically eat his word. Um, this is just by having conversation with the Lord over uh, some verses. So um, when you wake up in the morning, first thing you want to do is contact the Lord. First thing, um, you know, like that, like that poem said, what was it? Um, whatever thou, thou lovest man, that too beca uh, become thou must. God, if thou lovest God. Dust, if thou lovest dust. How many of you love God? I love God. Just say, I love God. I love God. So first thing you want to do in the morning is contact the Lord. And you can do this by using the meal plan. Okay, so... Um, the <laughs> Sorry. Um, Connor talked about we need to contact the Lord in the morning, right? And the best way to come to the Lord is through his word. Um, it's by praying over the word, the word that we can contact the Lord. Um, so you may be wondering, right, what verses do I use in the morning? Um, you know, the Bible is 66 books, thousands of verses. Do I just flip open and just pick one? Um, Luckily for you, uh, we have come up with the meal plan. And so what it is, is um, for every single day of the Bible reading schedule, um, a couple of us have picked out one to three verses that we thought would be good to use to pray over, um, to contact the Lord. And so, um, for example, um, today we're on John chapter 10, right? And one of the verses is John 10, 11. 
which I believe says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep, right? So in the morning, you may flip to this verse. And just after you read this verse, right? Pray back to the Lord according to what he has spoken to you through this verse, right? Lord, thank you. Thank you for being the good shepherd. Lord, I was just a lost sheep. Lord, I I didn't know where I was going, right? I was so lost. But you came as a good shepherd, right? You came and you found me. You even laid down your life for me. Thank you, Lord. So in this way, right, very simple. But we can do this, we can have a conversation with the Lord. And just like Connor said, we can be enlivened, right, from our dead state um, in the the mornings. Um, So now I believe Kyle or somebody's going to, is it going to be right now or later? The phone plan? The phone? For the... So Kyle's going to show us um, how we can get this paper, how we can get this meal plan onto our phones. So it'll be even easier. And practically speaking, this is just from my experience, um, when you go to bed at night, one, you can put your phone on airplane mode. So when you wake up in the morning, the first thing you do is just read a bunch of texts and emails, um, notifications from, uh, I don't know, Facebook, Twitter, um, so on and so forth. But put on airplane mode. So first thing you do is either A, go to this calendar, which is on your phone, or B, have this reading, have this plan and your Bible right next to your bed. So, you know, if you're like me and you just roll off of your bunk bed, <laughs> um, you'll have your Bible there. Go take it and just spend time with the Lord. Otherwise, for me, I know so many things distract me. I mean, my soul clings to the dust. It's just clinging. So we need to right away contact the Lord. And the best way to do it, in my experience, is have your Bible right there. I even mark out the day before which verses I'm going to pray read in the morning. Um, And then that's just an easy way I found to uh, do that without getting distracted in the morning. So if you want to get the meal plan on your um, actual device, then you can very easily do that by going to our website, which is right here. These are our sliders. And you want to wait till it says Bible reading schedule. Click on that. Then... um, if you scroll down, we give you three options for how to do this. Uh, can you all see that for the most part? Um, option one is probably what you want to go for. Option Google Calendar site. That means uh, the Google Calendar website, which means you open up the Google Calendar in your URL in the web browser, not your Google Calendar app. Does that make sense? Yeah, so um, you want to do it in the URL in Safari or something. And then if you do that, and if you're, non, if you're, if you're on the non-mobile version, you're on your laptop, you will have uh, other calendars options right here. And you'll be looking at a display of your calendar, a daily view. And from the drop-down menu that will appear when you click here, click Add by URL. Then when prompted by the pop-up box, insert the link below right here. So you just copy link. And then you drop that into your add URL section right here, and then click add calendar. Now you are subscribed, but to sync this new subscription with your mobile devices, you have to do an additional step. Go to the link below and check the box next to NT Bible Reading Read Only. So that's this link right here. Click that and check the box next to NT Bible Reading. Very simple two-step process, and then you will be updated, and what you will see is in your, um, in your, 
In your um, daily uh, smartphone calendar view, uh, you will see with the chapter, and then if you click on the chapter with your finger, it will pull you to the page that shows the two or three verses for the day. So, um, if you need help after the meeting, you can check with some of us. I think most of us probably have this in place on our smartphones, but it's a very convenient way. You're only a couple clicks away to the Word of God and prayer reading. Yes, I'd recommend before you leave tonight, you get that device out and set it up. I mean, you got the pros right here. How many of you can assist someone else in what Kyle just did? Raise your hand if you can assist. So these brothers right here, note them. You can go to them and you can do it tonight. And the sisters over here, any of y'all know how to do it? Raise it up. Okay, these sisters are on it, right? So they can help you get on it right tonight. And it's a very thing. It just pops up uh, in the hot meal. Meals on wheels, meals on iPhones, whatever it is. Okay, so let's finish this up here. We got, uh, after you get the, the plan, the meal plan, then that will keep you fed. And then what's going on this summer? This next sheet, if you flip over it, has a calendar, four-month calendar, ending May, June, July, August. And that's what's happening. Uh, some of the interns got this last night. That's what's happening here in Austin, right there. Okay, and our, tonight we're on May the 7th, the last ministry meeting, and what happens on the 9th? Two days. We will wrap it up with a celebration right here. So maybe you've already shared your riches, your top 10 with your Bible study, but the rest of us didn't hear that. So we, we're hungry. So we want you to come, and even if you shared it to your friend or your roommate or the whole Bible study, please share it again because we didn't get it. So we want you to come, share that information on there, and then uh, there's some finals, minor details there, then a little bit of break, and then on May 26th, we'll start the internship. All those are signed up for the internship, and if you haven't done that, you can still talk to one of us, and then that kicks off a great summer. So it goes, and here's all the details. I want to draw your attention to August, for those that aren't going to be around. If you look at August 16th, that's when we return to Austin to get ready for the school year, August 16th. So that's the date you should mark on your calendar when you need to get back to Austin so you can enjoy, enjoy our fall activities, okay? The rest of the schedule is on there. Moving on here to the next plan, next page real quick. It has summer 2015 plans. Do you see that? So now I want you to take your writing utensil and fill this out. If you need a pencil, raise your hand. I need everybody to fill it out. Your name. Give us your current classification, academic classification. Are you freshman? Are you senior? Are you ESL? Give us your email address so we can stay in contact with you and your cell phone number. Y'all got utensils? I mean, writing utensil? Who, who needs one? Okay, now then, and two, tell us what city you're going to be in during the summer. Where are you going to be in June? Where are you going to be in July? And where are you going to be in August? I know it may be moving around, but just give us generally where you're going to be. What city will you be in? Some of you might be in the same city. Maybe you'd get together, and that would be your companion that you are with during some of the summer. 
Okay, number three. Here are ways to participate in the internship. That's the summer program we have for the students. If you're not an intern, and this calendar is provided. That's what we just gave you, the calendar. And so, A, you can join in Bible reading challenge. That means we're going to get meet these freshmen. We're going to see if they want to read the Gospel of John with us. And those of us that are here are going to get in a little group. And you can be in that group, even though you're not here. You didn't meet them. And so we want to know how to group you. So we want to know the students with whom you are most connected right now. Which students are you most connected with? Maybe one of them's in the internship. And so that would be the one connecting with you. And two, which full-timers are you most connected with? Just give us a name or two so we just know how to plug you in when we meet this hungry freshman. We want to know uh, who you're connected with so you can be part of that group and follow through in the fall with them. And then B, another way to participate is visit the internship. And there's weeks that have greater needs. That first week, July 12 and 18, is a national college training, and many of our students are going to go out of town for that and leave us very understaffed on the campus. So if you have to pick just one week to join us, please pick that week. If that's the only week you can do, come on, we need you. We need you big time. Uh, the second greatest need is that two weeks earlier, July, June 28th to 4th, some will be away at a Bible, another Bible training. And then June 7th is the first orientation, and that's going to be the biggest. There might be 1,400 freshmen here. We're going to be overwhelmed. Even we have 40 or 50 interns, they're going to just bowl us over. There's hundreds of them. So that's those two internships, those two orientations are the biggest ones, so we need more of you out there. So give the Lord a chance. If you can't be in the internship, you should just come and taste it. Okay. C, you can meet freshmen, or can you meet freshmen from your city who we meet this summer? So let's see, where are you from? You are, what's your name? Kristen. Kristen. What city are you from? Houston. Houston. Will you be in Houston this summer? Or are you going to be in you in Houston? So if we meet some freshmen from Houston, maybe they even went to your high school. Would you be open to get to know them? And we would help you do that. So write yes or no. And D, are you willing to tell the 2014-15 graduating high school seniors from your high school who are attending UT about us? Will you? Go to your high school and say, hey, I met this awesome group at UT. Let me tell you about it. And if they're not going to UT, where are they going? We have other sister clubs on other campuses, so write their names. And don't worry, we're not going to contact them or do anything. We're just getting some fellowship here. And then what, what's their prospective college? Are they coming to UT, A&M, uh, Texas State? Let us know where your friends are going. And then four... Oh, okay, that's D. So that concludes the way you can get in on what's going on here this summer. The calendar just revealed there's a lot going on this summer. And that's how you can participate. And then four, this is just announcing what I already said about our first fall activity, fresh start, when it starts. You can move in the dorms on August 21st to Friday. UT starts on the 26th. When can you re return to UT to join us? We want to know, we want a commitment out of you. You saw a counter. Tell us when you can be back because we got a fresh start. The summer's over and we want to start fresh. So give us your date there. And if you want to make any comments or you have other, other information you'd like to provide, just write that down right there. Okay? So I'll give you one more minute to finish this out and then you're going to turn it in. I'm going to collect it, then we're going to group up here for about five minutes, and then give the brothers...